This is the first episode of the new year, and I'm going to share what I'm thinking about and planning for at least the beginning of this year. I, I'm not a big New Year's resolution type of person anymore. I used to be. I, I think it's a nice tradition, but frankly, this year, I just haven't prioritized that, given it a lot of time. I talked a lot about what the last few months have been like for me at the end of 2023 in the previous episode. And that's a helpful listen, but I'll give you a, a quick overview of that if you haven't listened to it yet or you forgot what I talked about, which was essentially I've had so much on my plate recently with a bunch of work that I took on in like early fall or late summer, 2023. And it's been an interesting time because my brain really felt full in a way that I haven't experienced maybe ever, essentially switching between all of these different projects Monday through Friday has been a lot on my brain and, and a lot to get used to. And as a result of that, I started to think about how can I best support myself with the podcast? How can I maintain the regular schedule? And also, what do I want to do? I think that's the bigger question here. So I'm going to explore some of that in real time as I'm recording and also go over a plan that I've been developing and I want to start testing out soon. So first of all, I recognize that because of my limited bandwidth in both time and energy, the podcast has been a bit tricky. I have been recording live podcast episodes almost every Friday within the private community I run called Beyond Measure, which is where this recording is taking place right now. And I started doing the live recordings in early 2023 as an experiment. I wanted to see what it was like to have more interaction or actually just interaction period to go from recording on my own and uploading it to recording it live and uploading later. And that's been a pretty good experiment, except for the challenge of the days where I don't really feel like recording a or being live interacting with people. I've noticed that Sometimes I don't have the bandwidth or the interest in socializing. <laughs> and that's tricky when I want to show up and be present. I want to be mindful and kind and really connect with people. It's hard to do that when I'm not feeling social. So there have been days that I've canceled the podcast last minute. Maybe I was feeling really tired. That was another time that... It was challenging to do. Sometimes I'm irritable and I don't want to show up and do a podcast recording irritated. Although if you, if you've never noticed this, especially when I had my co-host Jason on the show, I remember getting irritated so much. I think it's just that we were recording so many episodes when this show first started where we were doing three episodes a week. And then we cut down to two and then I cut down to one. I don't remember when that was. Maybe that was also in 2023. And, you know, it hasn't seemed to make a huge difference in terms of 
quote, success. I think my version of success has changed a lot over time. But um, going back to the irritation thing, I just remember there were days that Jason and I would be recording the show and I just really wasn't in the mood. But I was trying to be mindful of his time. I was trying to keep us on a regular schedule. And sometimes I felt like it was harder to let go of the irritation because I would just ask him to kind of take over the show in a different way. And I would just be talking a lot less. And that was nice to have a co-host to fall back on. I suppose it's very different when or since I've been doing this on my own for years now, I've noticed it's a lot like when I don't really feel like working out, which is most times I I don't enjoy the idea of working out. I don't enjoy the, <laughs> the having things on my calendar. There's a ton of stuff that frankly really irritates me in theory, but when I actually do it, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think the fact that I am so committed to this and I don't have anyone else to pick up the slack, I will show up and be surprised how quickly my irritation melts away. But it's an interesting thing to observe. I'm really grateful that I have the perspective of exercise because I have never stopped feeling irritated and annoyed and resistant to exercise ever no matter how many times I remind myself how good it feels to exercise, I still go through those periods where it's incredibly hard. In fact, I'm in one of those right now. I found this wonderful yoga studio and started going. I I did this introductory special where you could have 10 classes for $10, which was too good of a deal to pass up a dollar a class. And I went to eight classes and then my schedule with work got so challenging that I wasn't getting enough sleep to be able to make it to yoga. And at least in the schedule that worked out. In fact, I was basically, as I talked about in the previous episode, like working nonstop from the moment I woke up. Actually, that's not true. <laughs> nonstop, I'll put in quotations. I was working off and on from the moment I woke up to when I went to bed but there was not enough time gap for me to stop everything and go to yoga and come home. And I certainly wasn't able to do that first thing in the morning as I was um, when I did that trial period because I had no energy and I needed to prioritize sleep. So I'm trying to readjust my schedule and that's part of what I'll get into with today's episode. But it's hard because I, I simultaneously don't want to go to yoga and I really do. And it's like the the dual feelings in my head of wanting something and not wanting it, wanting it and resisting it, knowing that it's going to feel really good when I do it and yet still not wanting to do it. And I just think it's such a relatable thing. And I bring up that example because maybe you've never done a podcast or something like this, and that might not feel relatable, but I can tell you it's very similar to anything else that you simultaneously want to do and you feel like a goal connected to and big benefits connected to it, but yet it's still hard to do. And that ties really nicely into the bigger theme that I want to go over today, which is where my head started 
started moving when I was thinking about how I wanted to start off 2024 with the podcast. So number one is looking at what I could do time-wise. And that has been the biggest challenge for me, given the amount of work and commitment that I've had to, or I currently have to my, my clients. I've essentially scheduled myself out throughout the entire day with little breaks here and there, but not enough open time periods to record with other people. And that means a guest or doing it live. Cause I, I could find pockets of time to record by myself and that might end up happening. I don't right now I'm trying really hard for that not to happen because I value the live interaction a lot, but finding that time window where I feel energized and present and available is really tricky. So I decided that I'm going to pause having guests on the show for a little bit. So that's announcement number one is that I don't have the bandwidth to a schedule guests. That's a bigger challenge getting Finding the right people. I have had assistants help me with this in the past, and I currently do not have an assistant, although I feel really ready and eager for one. I know how helpful that would be to have someone else looking over guest pitches. So people will send me emails asking if they could be on the show. There's that part of trying to make sure that it's the right match for the show and the right match for me. I've learned the hard way. That just because someone looks good on paper doesn't mean that they're going to be a good fit. And I guess that can be true in a lot of elements of our lives. But over the last few years, you know, I've had some guests that I didn't have the best experience with. Few and far between, but still an, enough of a rough experience for me to think through it differently. And I've also been trying to understand, like, there's kind of three parties involved with that. There's me and what I want. And without sounding selfish, I'm trying to prioritize myself. And I encourage you to do the same. This is our life. Each of us have our own lives and we benefit from really navigating things by understanding our own needs and desires for me, that's been really challenging because I'm often thinking about other people before myself. So when it comes to having guests on the show, I have to think about, do I have the bandwidth to spend that time with them? Do I have the bandwidth to find these people to correspond? I mean, there's so much that goes into every single guest. And honestly, I've been doing that a little, I don't know, I, I tend not to like to use curse words on the show, but half half-hearted I'll say instead. I know because of all the work I do in podcasting, as I mentioned in last week's episode, most of the work I do professionally is with other podcasters. And it's interesting because I'm really good at helping other podcasters with their shows. I understand all of the best practices for a podcast, but a lot of those things are very hard for me to implement because I don't have a team. So here I am part of other people's teams. And yet when it comes to my show, I'm all alone. And I recognize why people hire me 
because they need team members. So I, I kind of wish I could duplicate myself and have that, that clone help me with this show sometimes. <laughs> but the other element is that I don't, A, get a lot of feedback from listeners. Um, and I would love it. This is another reason why I just started, started doing live episodes is just to get real-time feedback from people is incredibly valuable. But I know other people have, have schedules that make that challenging for them or preferences. They just want to listen to something. They don't want to engage too much. But that makes it really tricky when you don't get feedback, at least for me, because I thrive on feedback. I don't know if people want guests at all. I had one regular listener tell me that they never listened to the guest episodes of the show. I was really surprised because <laughs> I thought the guest episodes were far more interesting than these solo episodes, which tend to not be super organized and they're just sharing, but perhaps that's what people really want. I, I will be getting to something I'm going to try out in these solo episodes though. So stay tuned. I do have an announcement for you and, and this is my long path to get there. Before I get there, I'll, I'll just say that there's the consideration of what do I want? What do you want as a listener? But also with guests, it's like, what is good for them? And I've noticed when I have guests on the show, I think they benefit the most out of anybody. And I don't mean that from any place of like an ego, like, oh, wow, they're, they're so lucky to be on the show, but people want to be on podcasts because it's a really good medium to get out a message. They can sell things, they can promote their ideas. You know, a lot of it's about selling a book or a course or, you know, product, whatever. That's tends to be the reason somebody comes on a podcast and it's so much work. And most of the benefits go to them, unless I was hearing how much it benefits the listeners. I have no idea. So this is just an assumption. But for me, there's there's not a ton of benefit, to be honest. And this is why I thought, let me pause and prioritize myself and you and take a step back from the guest to think about how I might approach that differently so that more people can benefit. That's essentially what I've been thinking through. So I've put guesting on hold. One guest episode coming up. I think I'm going to release that next week. So stay tuned for that. Again, like I make these, these commitments to guests They come on the show. They spend a lot of time with me. They put effort into it. This guest is really lovely and passionate. And so I intend to have that up for you shortly, and then we'll take a pause. And the announcement that I want to make is the plan that I have while I figure out the guesting, I was trying to think, I don't know if I have the interest or frankly, the content to just do a bunch of solo episodes one after another every week. I mean, certainly enough happens in my life. I could share little tidbits with you, but, but I want to mix it up. I want to, I want to keep things interesting for <laughs> both of us and it occurred to me another thing that I started working on in 2023, which I put the pause on. And that is this online program I started to develop in late summer 2023 called Wellbeing Beyond Measure. And 
I really wanted to create some sort of an online program. I started by asking members of Beyond Measure who I feel most connected to, I get the most feedback from, and finding out what it was that they wanted support with. And the overarching message was help navigating uncomfortable times. And I thought that was really interesting. And then I wanted to find a way to elevate self-care, to help people feel more empowered, to give people some guidance. And I started developing this program before I took on all this other work. And part of the reason I was developing this program was also because I got invited to be part of a bundle sale that a friend of mine put together. And at the time, this is, I think back in August, 2023, when I was invited to this sale, it felt really conflicting because you might remember, I think it was a few years ago. I'm pretty sure it was in an episode when Jason was still part of the show where we talked about how bad of experiences we had during these bundle sales. If, if you've been in my life for many years, you might know that I used to contribute ebooks and courses to these annual sales. And I, I did a number of them for many years. And to be honest, they never felt good. They, they felt extremely capitalistic. They felt out of alignment with my values because they were so much about money and status and, and it just made me feel really icky. I, I, did them because, you know, I was trying to figure out different ways to promote myself and my work and, and make more money. And I like the collaborative elements of bundle sales. And if you're not familiar with a bundle sale at all, essentially a number of online course creators, writers, book authors, ebook authors, et cetera, get together and offer all of their products together in a bundle and it'll be at this massive discount. And frankly, I've never made much money from those and it's so much time, but I considered doing this bundle sale simply because the friend of mine who was part of it is somebody I really trust and value. So I, I said yes and turned out I had to like apply to be in this bundle sale, which was kind of weird, but I, I applied anyways. And I came up with this concept of a course called Wellbeing Beyond Measure. Well, long story short, although it, it already has been a long story, nothing happened from that. I actually have no idea what went on with this bundle. I think that it moved forward, but they never responded to my application, which was really strange because they were so encouraging of me to apply. And again, I've, I've known this person, this friend of mine for years. And I thought, why would they invite me to something if they didn't want me to be part of this? Never got any feedback. I don't know if they forgot about me. I have no idea what happened. And I am so grateful it didn't work out because I got to maintain my my uh, decision of not being part of a bundle sale. Now, let me just put a, is the term caveat or note or whatever? I In full transparency, I don't know if 
I will be part of a bundle sale in the future because of how my mind kind of shifted a few months ago in terms of my friend's offer. It's very possible that I will if the right bundle sale comes along. But the relief I felt of not being part of this is good. It's sometimes nice when somebody else makes a decision for you so you don't have to do it yourself. (laughs) And it was also a red flag to me that they never followed up. Like it just felt a bit poorly organized, but I won't tell you any more details because I don't, I think they might have moved forward with the bundle and then just left me out purposefully or not purposely doesn't matter but either way it was kind of weird <laughs> and if my friend is listening to them there's no hard feelings uh but it was it's just interesting and and you know it's also a great example of how we can be so well intentioned with a project and still things can fall through the crack in fact things fall through the cracks all of the time no matter how well intentioned we are And this is something that came up for me recently Uh, as part of some, my new client work, I've done a ton of market research in the podcasting world and in some other spaces on related to like digital businesses. And I have seen such a huge spectrum of how people run their online businesses. And sometimes I feel like, wow, I've got so much more figured out, which is so in the ego. And other times I feel like, wow, this person is doing such a better job than me. And I fall into that comparison trap of thinking like everything I do is, is messy and disorganized and, and not in a good place. And I was trying to convey that message in last week's episode, which is it's totally okay for things to be messy and disorganized. There's no rule in life that we have to have all things figured out. And I don't even think it's possible. I have worked with so many people and I've had so many friends with businesses. And and let me tell you, even the people that seem the most successful and seem like they have everything figured out, they usually don't. Friends of mine have worked with like really, you know, all different types of celebrities and and public figures. And I have heard countless stories of the messiness in their lives. It's just that it's not presented to us that way. It's that just like with social media, we see a lot of highlight reels. We see things coming together. We don't see the behind the scenes. We don't often have the mistakes pointed out. And so it's always amusing to me when when I get into my ego and think I'm better than someone, I'm like, no, because I can easily find the opposite side where I feel like so much worse off and everybody else has it figured it figured out. Anyways, with this course I started to develop, I put in a lot of time. I, I spent a lot of time surveying members and beyond measure and getting feedback and then started constructing this course that I was going to launch with this bundle sale. And I have so much there that doesn't have a home yet. And I thought, what if instead of, well, maybe in addition to doing an online course at some point in the future, right now, I do not have the bandwidth. An online course, let me tell you, takes on average, I've, I've done the math on average 50, five, zero hours to put together. 
And I do not have 50 hours to put, I mean, it would probably take me an entire year to put together a course because I probably could only do an hour a week. So I don't want a project to take a year, um, at least not intentionally. So my messy version of it is to turn it into an experiment through the podcast. So that's my very long-winded way of sharing that I've decided to make the upcoming episodes of the show a combination of, I don't know if lessons is the right word. I don't actually have this all figured out yet. This is what I said earlier. I'm, I'm figuring things out in real time, but I want to bring together some of the information that I've been gathering and learning and researching and sharing that in these little bite-sized podcast episodes and offering this up live to the Beyond Measure community to come in and, and have some real-time experiences, like an interactive workshop, but but combining that with the podcast. I don't know exactly how that's going to look yet, but my vision is that there will be this hour-long block, and I've I've figured out a schedule for this, which is continuing with the time frame of Beyond Measure live recordings, which have been happening on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, which is 5 p.m. Eastern time, and spending an hour recording the podcast simultaneously will be a workshop. And because I know from many years of online courses and trainings that people get the most benefit when they are there live on average, mainly because the average person in my experience will not hold themselves accountable for actually conducting an, I think the term is asynchronous lesson. If you've ever signed up for something, it's incredibly hard to stay on track with learning when it's not done live. It is for me, for sure. And I have finally come to terms with this, that if I'm not there live, I am not going to watch it. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to do the homework. And this has been the case with every online course I've ever run. So I will be offering recordings in the form of the podcast, but they will be like shortened, non-interactive versions of it. So I have to think about how I'm going to approach that. That's what I mean with the messiness. I think what they'll be is maybe like 15 or 30 minute long podcast episodes and the rest of the time will be the interactive elements. So if you would like to be part of this for free, as I experiment with it, you can come sign up. We'll do it on Zoom. I think I have some Zoom participant limitations, but I don't think that's going to be an issue. So there might be like a limit of how many people can join that to be determined, but usually it will not be that many people. It'll probably be a small group of people, maybe between five to 10. We'll see how many people show up, but I'm imagining somewhere around those, there's number somewhere around those numbers and the, you can come and connect with one another, which was one of the 
bigger things I was learning. I, I want to share with you if I have time today, some of the things that people were asking for in the feedback surveys that I did as I was developing this course. So if you want to be part of this, you can look in the description of this episode and there will be a link to sign up and you can come join on Fridays completely for free an hour every Friday. I'm going to figure out how many weeks it is. I might be able to determine that as I dig through the feedback um, because that was a big question mark for me is, is how long we should be doing this together. Um, so there's Fridays at that time. But I also wanted to share with you or remind you, if you've already heard me share this before, that every Wednesday, I have been doing group coaching programs. This has been part of Beyond Measure for, I think, maybe a year now. I think I started this in early 2023. And I had a wonderful group of people there. They paid $20 a month right now. This is subject to change, but as of the date of this recording and the release in, in January, 2024, it is $20 a month. And we have four coaching sessions a month, every Wednesday. And those of you who are part of it, you might be hearing this for the first time, but we're switching the schedule back to our original time of 12 p.m. Pacific, which is 3 p.m. Eastern. That through a lot of experiment, I found experimenting. I found that the coaching clients really like that time frame. So I'm going to be integrating well-being beyond measure with the coaching for the short period of time and offering this up. So the free version of well-being beyond measure is Fridays from 2 to 3 Pacific, 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. And if you would like some coaching, some more um, structured, I would, I would still say there's a structure on Friday, but Wednesdays is more done in the traditional coaching method that I was taught when I went through my certification program for well-being coaching. And so if you are interested in a deeper level of work and you, I don't know, fully what else? Maybe I'll throw in some other perks to be determined, but I just wanted to open open this up and share that we're going to experiment within the group coaching sessions on Wednesdays with the frameworks that I've developed for well-being beyond measure. And that will be the only paid portion of this for now. My aim is, well, I guess actually, I don't even know if my aim is the right way to phrase it, but I, I imagine that It'll make sense for me to turn well-being beyond measure into a paid course in the future. And when I was pricing this out, I forget what price point I came up with. I think I was thinking somewhere around like two hundred or two hundred fifty dollars was my my aim to make this course. Don't hold me to that, but somewhere in my notes, I have that written down. This is why I have so much digging around to do, but I I wanted to because it's still in this messy framework and because there's, there's some exploration I would like to do with the podcast. I wanted to just offer it up for free as I figured it out. So you get the benefit of something free and you're supporting me by helping me figure it out. And so we got to do it together. And I want to share a little bit more about the concept of this program. What does it mean? So it's centered in the coaching certification I went through, which is essentially 
reminding people that they are the expert in their own lives. And I want to take this approach to the podcast as much as possible. You know, and I, I think that I've always, or f- at least for the last year, tried to make this very clear. Like, I'm not here to give you advice. If I'm running an online course, I'm not trying to p- position myself as the expert. I'm trying to remind you that you are the expert. I'm trying to empower you there. I think of this podcast as very conversational, as sharing what's going on in my life for those that are curious, for sharing what guests' perspectives are on things. But I try not to use the word expert for myself. It's really about trying different things, learning how to navigate life in a way that really serves us and maybe seeing life a little differently than we have. The concept of this show is is centered around the idea that our growth is often outside of our comfort zones. And sometimes it's very uncomfortable to do things differently, to think about things differently, to try different things. But there's so many benefits to it, just like there's benefits to p- pushing through the lack of desire to go to yoga. That theme kind of cir- comes full circle here because... I really believe that we get so much accountability when we join live classes and we show up, we dedicate an hour of our time to be with ourselves, to focus on ourselves, to try something new, as uncomfortable as that might be, major benefits there. We actually accomplish a lot more there. And cultivating that time for ourselves is a big theme here. I also think that there's mass benefits to doing this with other people and not just me, but with a group learning from each other there, practicing being there for other people, being supported by others and supporting others has major benefits to our mental health and finding a place where we can feel show up as our full selves that requires a lot of practice for many of us. Um, creating that time for self-care. That's something I need to practice. In fact, that's a huge benefit for me. When I show up to lead a coaching session, it's not just about me showing up for others. That in itself is part of my self-care because as I mentioned, I've really struggled with making room for myself. I don't want to continue working these 12 hour days that I've been doing. I mean, some of my days have been much longer than that. Again, not continuous work, but like I'll wake up at 8.30 a.m. on the later side. And sometimes I don't go to bed until midnight, till 1 a.m., 2 a.m. I mean, I've had, sometimes I pull really late nights and that's not self-care for me because I'm exhausted the next day. And I didn't go to yoga, you know, like Really blocking off time and committing to it is a huge benefit of this. And I love that format when it comes to courses. I think it's wonderful to look for new ways to embrace the habits that we want to develop, to not let life get in our way. That terminology, I think, is a little cliche, but... If we don't have other people holding us accountable, it's very easy for our priorities to shift in a way that doesn't really feel good. 
And so we might have really good intentions. And this happens a lot this time of year at the beginning of New Year's. If you set resolutions and goals for yourself, it's incredibly hard to keep on track with them because the holidays are ending and suddenly there's a shift in the pacing of things. And there's sometimes our goals are just not as easy for us to make progress towards as we think without having structure. The other cool thing is that when you are learning, it is found that that increases dopamine firing in your brain. I I had a note here from Anna Lemke, who said learning also increases dopamine firing in the brain. And that's very exciting because I have noticed that I am often looking for sources of dopamine I love to learn. So it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it puts, puts, gives me like a little bit of a high. And I would so much rather get a dopamine hit from learning than get a dopamine hit from things like social media, where I used to get all my, you know, mood boost from and all that. So again, I think there's so many benefits to doing this together. And I have this long, I mean, gosh, I can't even believe how many notes I've taken. This is a huge benefit for me as I'm looking at this list of stuff that I've kind of vomited onto a page about what I wanted well-being beyond measure to be. And it, it, it'll benefit me to sit down and really structure this. So I started creating some containers that I'll share with you as a little preview. And by containers, I mean like what we would be doing in these different timeframes. So this is all subject to change. But one thing I've been really interested in doing more of, actually, I don't even know if I've done much of it in a while. We used to do these group activities and beyond measure that were essentially body doubling, where we would set up a period of time and everybody would do the same thing and and come back and share how it went. So we did this with like tidying up our homes where I would find myself procrastinating. And so I would show up to be on measure. We would set a timer and I would go organize my closet for 15 minutes and then come back and chat about it. And every time people that participated were amazed at how much they could accomplish in something something as short as a 15-minute span. So I really want to incorporate that in even the simplest things, like doing our dishes can feel really hard. So I think there's big benefits to incorporating that into a group setting. I did break down the coaching into, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10 coaching sessions was my initial plan. And I I can't even believe it's like my memory was washed. I mean, this is how much work I put into well-being beyond measure. Like I have these all mapped out. I'm I'm blown away. This is the first time I've looked at this in months. So <laughs> there are, are are different themes for each of those 10 coaching sessions, which I'm really excited about. I don't want to share them all with you and, and give it all away, especially if you choose not to join our Wednesday coaching sessions where these would take place. But I went through all the feedback I was getting from the surveys and found that a lot of people want to focus on learning as a whole. <laughs> like 
what does it look like to sit down and, and learn and prioritize learning? A lot of people were, were yearning for learning, you know, like, is it that we sit down and have dedicated time to read a book that we've wanted to read, to go into a different course, you know, like there's kind of this meta element of a course where maybe the course is you spending time in another course that you've been procrastinating, right? So that's something that I've been thinking through. Spending some time doing community-related activities. So we have the virtual community of a group of people that come together. And then also thinking through how might we want to get involved with our communities in real life? What is it that we could create and, and hold ourselves accountable for and actually explore in a deeper way that we just haven't prioritized yet? To me, so much of this is about priorities. I want to spend a session talking about money and finances, another about physical health and fitness, career and work, our environment, our homes, our workspaces, nature, family and friends, partners and love, spirituality, fun and recreation. These are all different pillars of well-being that we can focus on in each coaching session. And then for the podcast episodes, which will essentially be these kind of mini court, well, not each one will be a course. How do I put it? Mini sessions, I suppose. Um, I had broken it down into a variety of different things. So this is where the structure has come in, but I had six sessions put together so far centered around things like growing our awareness, deciding, How do we want to evaluate ourselves, if at all? How do we want to evaluate our lives? Do we want to do any sort of evaluation or does that not serve us? Do we want to set goals? If not, is there a place that we want to put our focus? And I and I really emphasize this if factor when it comes to my coaching style. Again, going back to this theory of you are the expert, not me. When I design things, It's done through the lens of the option of trial, of experimenting, but also tuning into ourselves. And that's why I start with awareness. And in the very first session, we'll really get into that is figuring out what works for you and not just doing something because a coach, an instructor, whoever, a facilitator, a podcast host, don't just do it because someone like me assigned you a task, encouraged you to do something like really sit down and think like, do I care about goals? You know, I've realized over time, I kind of care about goals, but like in a very messy way, I'm not going to sit down and write out all my goals. Cause I know most of the time I won't actually do anything towards them. I feel like a lot of that's performative for me. So we can explore that, whereas other people really benefit from setting goals, from having a strong focus, from having metrics. You know, to me, it's about exploring these concepts and determining what works best for you. Another thing I'm very excited to delve into is strengths and values. This is something I did with my therapist who just helped me 
understand this framework on a whole new level. I went through this in my coaching certification program. I see so much benefit to deepening, deepening into and getting clarity on our strengths and values. Stress management, self-compassion, these are all different subject matters that we can chat about. I want to also spend time talking about hard stuff, pain and grief. These are subject matters that a lot of people want to spend time on, but it's hard to find the right container. So I want to experiment and see what that might look like for us to come together and hold space to talk about the state of the world that that came up a lot in the feedback surveys I put together is the yearning for a a place to grieve essentially about where things are at, what things look like, what the challenges are and find some hope for the future. I think that's one of the biggest outcomes that I would aim for is providing some hope, showing up, holding that space for yourself and for others, but also cultivating more hope in your life. Because a lot of us can fall into a place of sadness, despair, grief, pain, and having some part of hope to be reminded of on a weekly basis feels like a really powerful thing. I also started to design a concept of an audio toolkit. And this is something I'm not sure about yet, but this might evolve alongside this program. I had this thought of making like short little audio files that you could access. And this, I'm not quite sure where this will live. Maybe within Beyond Measure, maybe it'll be a paid thing. I'm not sure, but I wanted to put together some mindfulness tools for those moments where maybe you don't feel like socializing. So you don't want to show up for something live. I get it. (laughs) Being on another Zoom session might not feel appealing to you, but maybe you just want to be able to turn towards a resource and close your eyes for five minutes. So I actually started outlining some tools that you could just hit play on and have an experience a visualization a meditation, a journaling exercise, breath work. So many things that I started drafting that I would love to create. And this is part of where the experiment comes in with well-being beyond measure is I don't know what form is going to best serve you. And that's why I would love to have you part of it. This is why I wanted to offer it up for free. It also sounds amazing to be able to connect with new people live because I think the the community beyond measure, which is near and dear to my heart, you know, that's been a very undefined space in a lot of ways. And that's okay. I've accepted that, as I've said, the messiness I've embraced. I've embraced the fact that the messaging is perhaps not very clear or appealing. And some people have come in to be on measure expecting things or 
not knowing what to do. And it's been my aim to make that more clear, but it's, it's a lot of work. And if you haven't shown up to be on measure, if you haven't engaged in there, if you haven't ever come to a live recording, maybe it's because it hasn't felt appealing to you. So part of this is an experiment to see if it, if the podcast and the live sessions are positioned as a interactive course for free, I want to know how many people would show up for that. And I'll know very quickly <laughs> from the first session, the second, we'll see as it evolves. We'll see if it will continue on for very long. Maybe I'll experiment a few sessions and find that it's not what I want to do, but it'll also give me room to play around with that audio toolkit I mentioned. So we're in this together. Thank you for listening. I want you to know that I value you, that I would love to get to know you on a deeper level and love to have you part of this. Even if it's just to say that this isn't for you, that feedback is really valuable to me. It gives me an opportunity to play around with different formats of the show, to offer some new things within Beyond Measure, and also to structure the coaching sessions in a new way. Perhaps you've heard me talk about the well-being coaching that I offer. You know, when I did that coaching certification program um, in 2000, well, I think it's, yeah, I think it started and ended in 2022, which is wild. Um, absolutely wonderful experience. And I didn't quite know what I was going to do with that certification. And I still don't fully know. I have pursued or put so much of my focus into the podcasting space as a career that the well-being has been a little bit, or the well-being coaching, I should say, has been a little bit on the back burner, but I have showed up consistently for the group coaching, or as I mentioned, about a year, and that's been deeply fulfilling. So I think this is a great opportunity for me to dive into that in a whole new way, and perhaps for you to come and try it out, see if it feels good to you. The people that have been part of that coaching program have absolutely warmed my heart in so many unexpected ways. And I can tell you that space is so beautiful. They show up for themselves with so much commitment for others with so much commitment and open hearts. And it's just been a wonderful journey. So I invite you into that at any point, whether it's now or sometime in the future, as long as I continue doing it. Thank you so much for listening. As I have explored this myself. There's a lot of pieces to put together, but I'll be doing it in real time and sharing with you uh, the journey. We'll see where it leads us and wherever life leads you beyond listening to the show. I, I wish you all the best and navigating whatever comes at you in each moment. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week. As I mentioned, that is likely to be the guest episode. So if that appeals to you, I hope you enjoy it. And if not, stay tuned for the first episode of the Wellbeing Beyond Measure series. Bye for now.